Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to Happer and Schaefer on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Don't forget, high school football playoffs start tonight in Class A. I'll be out at Gretna for Gretna and Lincoln East in the 5-12 game in Class A. That game will start at 6, so programming note. That game begins right at 6, right after Old School with DP and J. Um, so we'll ju- they'll just send it straight out to me from there. So that'll be fun. You could just tune in all day and It'll then be never Old School stop. with DP and J and then New School with Zane and Noah. There you go. Exactly. Uh, so that'll be fun tonight, East and Gretna, as we start a whole slew of playoff games tonight will there be any upsets maybe not probably many okay let's get to that a little bit later on in the show um we get a few minutes for it. here's a question husker football related for you schaefer all right i'm in what there's should, a game tomorrow what should we expect from nebraska's defense where are we at with nebraska's defense right this now? is actually this is a really good topic so th- let's give you the context Nebraska's defense, which has been tagged up a little bit over the last couple weeks, maybe partly due to fatigue, whatever that might be, but also going up against two teams who are pretty dang good at running the football. Purdue, obviously not a team that is pretty dang good at running the football. In fact, pretty dang bad. In fact, actually very dang bad at running the football, so much so that they don't even really try to do so. And... Nebraska's defense now without, at least in the temporary, Deontay Williams, their 12th-year senior safety. Where are we sitting with Nebraska's defense right now? What will a bye week do for either, A, their confidence, or B, just their um, you know physical preparedness? Where are we at? Yeah, so I, I think that Nebraska's defense really needed that bye week for a variety of reasons. I definitely feel... Th- through the sort of the final eight quarters of the regular or not regular season, but final eight quarters before the bye week, you could start to, or at least the final seven, you could start to see some cracks a little bit. Michigan and and you got to give a lot of credit to to Michigan's offensive strategy. I think they unearthed a few things in the in the short passing game that Minnesota locked in on. They really matched Minnesota. Up they really matched up linebackers against some of these slot receivers and tight ends. Michigan found success with it. Minnesota found success with it, particularly on third down if you could get a linebacker in space. Minnesota was doing that. And then Michigan on third down would hold their tight end in and have a late release. We saw a couple big first downs that way. And some of it is just the the nature of 
of who is at running back, and Michigan had two guys that ran really hard that fought for extra yards. I thought Minnesota didn't necessarily – I don't know how much you saw of that, but the way that they sort of play coming at you yep. makes it sort of difficult in that regard too, and especially when they came out with a game plan that I don't really think Nebraska was anticipating with so many short passes to start things off, almost simulating a run game because basically if we can get six yards here – just gonna keep doing it. Throw and then once on you, first you, down, everyone. Yeah. Throw on first down. If you creep up, then we can find you know Ottman Bell in the corner or, or the I can't remember the guy whose name sounds like a law firm, but um, he was the one that had the oh, touchdown yeah. in the corner of the end zone. Yeah, that was a crazy catch. It was like Brooks Murphy or something yeah, like that. That sounds right. So uh, he. In a really nice. I, I mean, it's not right. I mean, but it you, sounds right. You got to give their their skill guys some credit. I mean, Tanner Morgan made some nice throws, and they made some nice catches in, in key situations. So, uh, some of it is Nebraska just got beat. And they they came back in the second half, and to be honest, I'm not a smart enough football person to tell you what exactly they were doing different, mm-hmm. other than it felt like some of the air was taken out of Minnesota on that first interception, and Nebraska appeared to feel more comfortable on the field. Yes. Why that was from a schematic standpoint, no clue. I don't think it had much to do with schematics. I, I don't either. Yeah. It honestly just felt like Nebraska got this like shot in the arm and they started to play like we're no they capable of. Right. Which only infuriates me the more I talk about it. Correct. Because they never should have had that happen in yeah, the first place. That's point. why those games that they don't show up in right. are the most frustrating games of all time. So then you get this Purdue team which I I go back and forth on this. I feel like Nebraska matches up fairly well with because I don't know that. Well, they're one dimensional. Yeah, they're, they're I, just they're. I, they're I don't know that David Bell can have the kind of game that he had against Iowa against Nebraska. I just we haven't really seen a receiver do that to the Huskers in how long? Like, who's the last individual receiver that just absolutely put it on him? I don't know. It's such a weird, in in this conference, it's such a weird, like, I don't remember if Rashad Bateman had a really good day in 2019 or not, but they didn't have to throw the ball For some reason, I remember Ottman Bell being the better guy that day. Well, Ottman Bell had a nice day a couple weeks ago, but, um, so I I just think that there are certain things that match up well. I I think Nebraska's ability to bring pressure from inside can help set up that that offensive line for Purdue, which did a nice job against Iowa. They turned back a lot of the, the... you know, attempts that Iowa had there uh, and kept a clean pocket for Aiden O'Connell. And then on Saturday against Wisconsin, it was the absolute opposite. Wisconsin just absolutely tore down that offensive line, and he really struggled. I mean, you had two very different Aiden O'Connells in back-to-back weeks against relatively good defenses in Iowa and Wisconsin. Nebraska, maybe not at those levels in terms of turnovers, but another solid defense. In theory, they should be able to put a little pressure on Aiden O'Connell, uh, and I think they have a unique way of doing it by putting Stilly and Robinson in the middle of the line. So Bell last year against Nebraska had 10 catches for 132 and a score. Yeah. I'd say that's a pretty good individual and what, It was really nine catches for 52 and one for 80. Oh, yeah. yeah on a busted right. coverage. That's right, yeah. One of the things that's remarkable about last year is Nebraska was like, okay, you want to throw to these guys, throw to them. You're going to keep throwing these dinky little routes, and we're going to largely keep you contained. And they did. I mean, they they really, other than that busted play, Purdue wasn't able to just push the ball on the down the field. On I don't. 
Now, here's here's the thing I guess that gives me slight pause. Now, Purdue's not a not a good running team in general, obviously, and like I said, they don't even try to do it. But the guy that they had depended on in the first few games of their season, Horvath, or Horvath, I can't remember which one they say, but um I apologize there. But um I think it's Horvath actually. So he's a he's a true game time decision, according to um Jeff Brom. So They've been using the King Daru guy and, and like, you know, it's just a show type of thing. Why Michigan had so much success against Nebraska kind of leaking out those tight ends is because you actually had to, you know, be concerned about the run game and then stuff going on outside of the numbers and stuff like that as well because they were using it and they were doing it really well. I just don't know if Purdue is that multidimensional, but maybe Horvath comes back and gives them a little bit of a different look to where they could actually – kind of get after it. I mean, they're never going to be a team who runs for 200 a game, but if they can if they can get some mileage out of the 90 or 100 yeah. they get, you know, then that's, that's big for them. That's sort of the thing. I was saying this on a different radio show this morning, and I realize <gasps> as you say it, it's just idiotic to say out loud, but there's, there's a way that Purdue could finish with, like, 90 yards, and those 90 yards could be kind of critical. Mm-hmm. Like, especially if you allow just, like, a field-flipping type 35-yard run that sets up an eventual score, that kind of thing. I mean, I, Nebraska just has to to not get caught um, expecting Purdue not to run. They just have to be sound fundamentally. You're going to have to win up front a little bit there. Uh, and then it's a, it's a huge, huge inside linebacker weekend too i mean gotta cover in in a way that's very different than what we were seeing with kenneth walker and mm-hmm. with with michigan's guys but nick henrich when he's on the field is a little bit of a coverage liability for you and so uh they've they've are going to try to match him up with their tight ends they're going to try to match him up with whoever they have at running back uh, I would think Nebraska can avoid getting them matched up against it, the slot receiver. It does put Nebraska in a little bit, and we'll talk about this later in the in the keys to the game. It puts Nebraska in a little bit of a precarious position because I think JoJo, I think they think, and, and looking at it myself as well, I like I think JoJo Doma is probably one of their best, if not their best, pass rushers. But he's going to have to spend a lot of time covering. Him. Yeah, I I don't think we're going to see a lot of him pass rushing. Right. Um. Uh, there's, but he's he, and he's so good in coverage yeah. too. For his size, that you you know you have to pick which way you're going to use him. So if they could find a yeah. couple opportunities to to get him after the quarterback, maybe there's probably some some cornerback some some uh, Eric Shenander specials cornerback blitzes coming um, on Saturday. Here's what I'll say about Nebraska's defense: I, I'm they're at least on watch now, you know. And I I guess I tend to believe I tend to buy the narrative that. They've played some pretty good running teams, or at least running teams that had a really good plan over the last two games, and that's part of the reason why Nebraska's got run on a little bit here. Um, so I'll, I'll buy that, but I'm at least watching a little bit. And and now, once again, it's a different challenge. Purdue just won't run the ball at times. Um, so it, it, it's a little bit of a different kind of setup in terms of how it works, but like I, I, I see the defense now with a bit of a different eye. I just thought it would hold up a little better in that stretch, and it and it didn't. Um, now I don't think it's their fault necessarily that Nebraska lost the games that they lost in that stretch, but I, I'm at least more curious now and less trustworthy in them. Does that yeah. make sense? No, it does. I, it it actually leads me to this sort of weird. Maybe it's an easy answer. Maybe not. 
Which of these is more likely to you and using the Northwestern game entirely as an example? The defense that shows up against Northwestern that basically just turned them back most of the game. The offense that shows up against Northwestern, maybe not in the tune of 56 points, but is aggressive from the get-go. Like, which which would surprise you more if you saw it on Saturday? Mm. Um. So what's the what are the other option? What's the other option? The Northwestern so you, either game. you get the the defense that shows up that held a, a power five team to seven points and largely uh, didn't allow them to move, or down the, the aggressive field, offense, or a really aggressive offense. Because I I actually feel like it's probably the more likely of the two you're going to see is Nebraska to be pretty aggressive on offense. I I would lean that way, and and it's not like Purdue's a a super juggernaut offensively or anything. It's just I I think from a mentality standpoint. I feel like Nebraska kind of has to go into this game as the aggressor, which we've talked about before, and they don't do a very good job of most of the weeks. I mean, they've only done it a few times this year, and um, I think this week is imperative again for them to do that. More from a standpoint of, like, if you can get an early score and just kind of quiet your own internal angst, no doubt. I think that would be really big. Well, I think the, the bye week should have been used to kind of, fi- like, okay, here is the totality of what we've done so far, and if we're just talking about the offensive side of the ball. Here's the totality of what we've done so far this year. Here's what we do well. Here's what we don't do well. Let's really maximize the stuff that we do well. And, by the way, Adrian Martinez is more healthy. It sounds like Ramirez Johnson's going to be completely back and stuff like that. So, yeah, I would, I would, I would probably lean that way. Do you, do you put a lot of credit, because this has been a conversation too, do you put a lot of credit to the idea that Nebraska gets to be the third team behind Iowa and Wisconsin for Purdue after this kind of march of games? That matters, too. Yeah. I, yeah. I think it does. I always have a tough time verbalizing why, though. Well, I do. Obviously, they're very physical games. Yeah, ran all over by Wisconsin last but, week. I mean, it also, you could make that case like most Big Ten games are pretty physical as it is anyways. Yeah. So, it, it's just, there is something about... I think being the third team in that secession where, and, and I think Nebraska has a defense that while it's not as opportunistic as Iowa's, I don't think it's that far from an overall talent standpoint that Iowa's at either. No, not to, they yeah, just, yeah. they just make more plays yeah. as weird as that sounds. But I, I think from a fundamental standpoint or from a, just like physical talent standpoint, Nebraska's there. They're just not as opportunistic. We'll have more um, on specifically Nebraska-Purdue and what Nebraska needs to do to win on Saturday as we go on throughout the show. Big Ten Power Rankings with tears coming up here in just a little bit. There's a there's a bit of a shakeup there, but I think we have kind of our, our uh, top groups as we'll talk about. Let's take a break. Rico's in next for True or False. More of Happer and Shaper is coming your way on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.